Hello and welcome to my new podcast. The podcast today will be talking about the behavior SIT. So there has been a lot of talk about um, whether teaching a dog to SIT is actually useful or even advisable. Um, a lot of great trainers have been um, writing blogs and talking and voicing um, their concerns about how much uh, dog trainers are uh, focused on teaching a dog to sit. So uh, this is going to be more of an opinion-based um, podcast than, than really a, a technical or rather scientific, uh, scientific approach to dog training or behavior. So um, after reading and hearing about the reasons why one shouldn't teach or focus so much on a sit, I come to the conclusion that uh, at least for the reality where I'm in, and I actually work in Portugal, I have um, worked as a dog trainer in the UK, in the US, Canada, and now I'm in Portugal, where I have been most of the years as a trainer. So I have seen several different realities, but um, I, I am going to say that Uh, dog trainers are pretty much the same everywhere. Maybe information is more up to date and people are more prepared in some countries than others. Uh, that would be um, a true statement. Um, but other than that, uh, the concerns and the lack of information about uh, either basic things or more complex Uh, issues tend to be um, generally the same everywhere. And here in Portugal, um, teaching a sit would be, or should I say not teaching a sit, would be uh, very detrimental to uh, general dog training uh, and even relationship between dogs and trainers. And let me Uh, that let me talk a little bit about that. So first of all, sit is pretty much the first behavior any dog trainer, sorry, any dog owner will teach their dog. So pretty much I'd say that 90%, if not more of dog owners know and can and will teach their dog to sit. Um, they are very successful doing this because dogs actually do sit uh, a lot. Um, and when they sit, um, the owners tend to reward with little treats or stuff like that. Uh, and there's also, a, should I say, a generalized knowledge of um, people who still uh, feed their dogs uh, on, a, on a plate. Um, they will ask the dog to sit before putting the plate on the floor, the plate, the plate of food on the floor. So um, it's a sit is actually a behavior that when I approach a dog owner, uh, whereas is a puppy or an adult, um, is pretty much the behavior that the dog kind of knows. Obviously, there's the generalizing part that... Um, misses most of dog owners and also the taking the treat out of the hand thing that most uh, dog owners do not um, have that perception yet. Uh, but overall, um, the sitting behavior is kind of already known by the dog in certain situations. Um, 
there is the statement that we shouldn't teach the dog to sit because there are dogs who are not comfortable sitting. So uh, that kind of just rubbed me the wrong way because I would never teach a dog to sit if I think the dog is not comfortable sitting either because it has pain or it's not um, like giant breeds. Um, they do not sit comfortably because it's not uh, something they can do They can do very well because of their um, the way the bones are uh, made and the legs are too big to actually just be comfortable doing it. And when I come across a dog who, for example, the owner insists uh, that the dog sits, uh, and I can see that for whatever reason, I can see the dog by the body's interpretation of the body's language that the dog is not comfortable. Uh, or I know that by uh, inquiring about the health of the dog, there's something that, uh, that uh, pinpoints that it might be actually uh, painful for the dog to sit. I actually uh, advise the, the dog owner not to sit not to ask for a sit, I explain why. And very, very rarely uh, do dog owners actually um, contest that or uh, don't want to do, or, you know, just keep forcing the dog to do it. They're pretty much content with knowing that if the dog is not comfortable sitting, then it doesn't have to sit. So I obviously am a force-free trainer, uh, based my training in positive reinforcement. So... Um, the reason of a dog doesn't like to sit or doesn't have to sit goes along with uh, any other behavior that a dog might not be able to do because um, its breed or its size or uh, whatever health issues might not be make him comfortable doing. And that is the job of the dog trainer to actually advise and uh, explain to the dog owner and uh, the sit being a behavior that the dog doesn't do naturally, I have to contest that. My dog sits um, on his own whenever he wants. And uh, if I ever, again, the same point, if I ever think that he's not comfortable sitting, then I would uh, stop asking him to sit. Um, so... The sit behavior, why should we teach the sit behavior then? What's the other side of it? You can teach a dog to sit instead of uh, jumping up. Um, so an alternative um, non-concurrent behavior with, sit, with, with jumping up. And it seems to be very, very, very easy to teach um, that behavior and to use the sitting behavior as an alternative to uh, jumping up to say hello to people, especially because, and again, the sit behavior is one that people teach very easily. Then again, uh, sitting behavior is a great, uh, very easy, easy, easy to generalize behavior to be used in situations where we want to train a, um, a behavior that is an alternative or a behavior that is uh, impossible to do at the same time than the behavior that we do not want the dog to, um, to actually perform. So um, it is easy for uh, the owners to reward sits. It is easy for the owners to understand sits. And it's easy for the owners to actually um, understand the concept of a dog who's sitting down, doesn't jump up, a dog who's uh, sitting down 
before we give them a little bit of food at the table, um, we'll learn that sitting will earn them the little bit of food at the table instead of uh, clawing, barking, or doing any other behavior. So there are many uh, reasons why a sit could be extremely useful. And I'd really think that if we take sitting away from the portfolio of, um, or of tools that we have to work with a dog and their dog owners, we are making our uh, lives a lot, comp a lot more complicated than they should be. Uh, and taking into account that dealing every, with everyday owners, we cannot make uh, things more complicated than they already are. And they are very complicated for dog owners because they, they do not have our knowledge and they do not have our patience. They do not have our time for training. So we need to make it very, very easy for them to actually do it. We need to make it very um very uh, practical um, and we need to make it approachable for um, either a child to do it or even an, an older person to do it. So that is my opinion regarding SITS. I do not fully agree with the fact that SIT is a problem. Uh, I don't see sitting a problem, teaching a SIT a problem. I, I think it's actually pretty useful. I keep using it as of today, and it's been useful throughout my career, and I continue thinking that um, until any other uh, scientific proof that sitting is actually detrimental for the dog, uh, with the exception of the, the cases I've already explained, then um, I advise that uh, we all just reward a lot of sits, because that's actually a great uh, behavior to teach a dog. So here is my podcast for today. Please subscribe uh, to my podcasts. Uh, I'll be talking about several different uh, subjects, including dog training, behavior, even technical stuff. If you have anything you'd like to hear me talk about, please let me know uh, through DMs on my Instagram, Claudia Stanislao Dog Training, or my Facebook, Claudia Stanislao Dog Training. And I'll be very happy to answer any questions you guys have. Thank you very much. And I will see you in my next, well, I will, I will, you will listen to me on my next podcast. Bye-bye.